Myers. He's got Chris Moore down the middle of the field. He's off to the races again. They are not going to catch Chris Moore, who is going to go 78 yards for another Cincinnati touchdown. So Kilpatrick drives all the way to the basket. Lefty shot. Good. 4.3 seconds left in overtime. He takes the shotgun snap. Short drop. Looking. Fires down the middle of the field. Caught by Kelsey. He's running away to the 30, the 20, the 10. It's a miracle. A touchdown for the Bearcats. Cumberland swerving into the lane. Great spin move. Right hand layup is good. Spin cycle. Adds fabric softener later. Adams on Gary Clark. Throws it back out to Troy Copain. 308 left. Evans for three. Got it from the left wing. Boy, was that a big one. Tony Pike waits for the snap. Has the football. Short drop. Lobs one down the sideline for Bins. He's got it. Welcome back to the next installment of the Go Bearcats podcast. I am your host, Brandon. Welcoming in all Bearcats fans and beer drinkers. Quick recap here of the uh, the Houston game. Going to come at you as well as I look forward to the East Carolina uh, preview coming up this Saturday. Thursday, we're going to drop the uh, basketball preview episode. Uh, and uh, the special guest for that, as I just announced on Twitter last night, will be none other than the man, Terry Nelson. Very excited to have him on the podcast uh, and break down what to expect and you know what to look out for this basketball season as really basketball kicking into high gear. But for now, let's focus in on football. Still playing football. Still undefeated. Still got a beer beside me here. Still working on a name for this segment, or you know the uh, the what am I drinking beer of the podcast? Maybe we'll just call it the beer of the podcast to go along with. Uh, the beer of the game that I put out on Twitter. The beer of the game was actually a seltzer this week, which definitely the first time I ever did that. But the Astro Bomb Pop from March 1st is delicious. Check it out. Uh, it's like that uh, those rocket popsicles you had as a kid. It's like that, but w- with booze. Can't beat it. For the podcast here, though, I'm drinking a Westside Oktoberfest. I've been on a big Oktoberfest kick uh, the last two weeks. It's getting harder to find as more and more Christmas ales and winter warmers come out. Uh, but I, in my local Kroger here, I have been able to find a couple different Oktoberfests from either Santa, Sam Adams or uh, you know Sierra Nevada. And I was lucky enough to find this one from Westside here uh, this week. It's really one of my favorite ones I've had. Uh, this season, not too sweet, not too caramely. There in the middle, in the sweet spot, and where you want to live. Uh, definitely check that out if you can still find it. Let's get into it. <clears throat> Just get into it here. Offense came out swinging again. Des Ritter uh, impressed. Uh, I don't know if it's impressive anymore. I think it's just the standard of what we should come to expect to see this season. He went 17 for 27 for 162 yards, one TD, and one interception. Not really his fault. Kind of a a weird scenario. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, He had three more rushing TDs and ran for 103 yards. Not even the leading rusher. Dokes went for 184 on 16 carries and a touchdown. This is his fourth performance or fourth 100-yard performance of the season. Uh, it's funny because uh, on I stay on not only Twitter but some Bearcat groups on Facebook. And actually, uh, was it two games ago that some people threw out the idea of benching Dokes uh, 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're smoking. I don't, I don't know what more you could ask for the guy. Uh, fourth 100 yard of the season. Let's feed that man. Uh, longest was like a 72-yard rush there in the first half. Couldn't quite take it the distance, but punched it in two plays later. Um, two Cincinnati Bearcats up and over 100 yards. Um, you don't see that too often, but Houston defense couldn't stop it, so they kept pounding it. Uh, on the receiving end of uh, things, we got Michael Young with 47 yards. Uh, you got my guy Josh Wiley, the tight end, with 38 yards and a touchdown catch. Uh, he it, that touchdown catch was something else too. If if you saw that in the uh, the first half, Ritter threw up a 50-50 ball and it it wasn't a, it was Josh Wiley going up being a man. Defender didn't even have a chance. He get, got hit while he was catching it. Got, somehow got in both feet. Go check out that highlight because it was something else. Uh, definitely a uh, a football on Sunday type of catch. Uh, other crazy things here that we saw on the offensive side of the ball or the special team side of the ball, really, uh, was we saw Cole Smith kick and make a field goal. I haven't seen a ton of that from uh, him this year. Not that he can't make it, just we're scoring touchdowns. So uh, it was kind of good to see him uh, get in there and chip in like a, like a 35-yarder or something like that. Also, James Smith, the punter, uh, and as Dan Horde always says, no relation to Cole Smith, uh, he, out of 219 punts this past Saturday, he finally got his third touchback. So he uh, he's good at flipping the field, to say the least. Only the third touchback of his career. And then let's turn on the defense side of the ball. I predicted a, uh, I think I predicted a 42-7 to victory. We were close, not quite there. We had a 38-10 to victory. Uh, defense, uh, Brian Cook, Ty Van Fossen, uh each had six solo tackles. Ahmad Garner and Malik Van shared a sack. Uh, you had a Derek Forrest, a very timely interception. Uh, and then I believe uh, uh, Javon Hicks stripped the ball there in that wild uh, two minutes of the... Uh, of the, the last two minutes of the, of the first half. I'm not sure if that was Javon Hicks or not. I'm going to have to double-check that. For some reason, I want to say it was Trey Tucker. Yeah, it was definitely Trey Tucker. That's what I thought. Definitely Trey Tucker caused that strip on the, uh, the kickoff return. So, this game was over, well over, by the time uh, we got in uh, after halftime. You had a very entertaining second quarter. Uh, I'll break that down here in a second. Very entertaining second quarter. Uh, and then a very methodical third quarter. So the last uh, the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, you saw almost all the highlights from the game. You got a one-handed catch by uh, Dokes on fourth and three. Uh, what I think is the play of the game. Uh, spectacular catch. Uh, then that sets up a, a Ritter touchdown. Houston comes out firing. It's 14-7 to at that point. Uh, that wide receiver, uh, Smith, he was number one, uh, made an unbelievable second effort catch uh, to move the ball like 39 yards for the, for the Cougars. The, and the defense stumbles around for two plays, 
Porter walks in for a touchdown to make it 14 to 7. That's when it was 14 to 7. Uh, defense did not look set. They did not look ready. They did not know uh, really what was going on. Luckily, that that was that didn't set out a trend for the rest of the game. They fixed that really quick. But uh, for uh, for at least that series is kind of concerning. But the Bearcats get the ball with plenty of time. Uh, Ritter hits Wiley for a, a nice pickup. Uh, then he hits Jones for a nice pickup. Dokes rushes it for 13 yards, and that sets up another Ritter touchdown for a, for a 32-yard touchdown run, and puts the Bearcats up 21 to seven. So you think at that point there's not a whole lot of time left. I think like 48, 42 seconds. Uh, Houston comes down the field firing. Uh, you know they completed a 54-yard pass that Derek Forrest absolutely chased the guy down out of nowhere and saved the touchdown. He's like 20 yards behind him, uh, chased him down, saved the touchdown, uh, and saved you know saved some points there because they end up uh, the defense holding him to a field goal. So that makes it 21 to 10. You're kind of thinking, what's going on here? And then Trey Tucker returns the kickoff for 45 yards. He was probably five yards into the end zone, brings it out, comes out to the 45, and then Ritter hands it off to Dokes. He rushes for 48 yards, and then all of a sudden, you're setting, you're in the red zone, seconds to go, and you got Ritter hitting my guy Josh Wiley for a touchdown. Uh, on that 50-50 ball I was talking about a minute ago. So that makes it 28-10. to 10. Houston comes back, fumbles on the kickoff, and then you have Ritter throwing an interception to finish the half. Very wild minute 48 there. Uh, and really, the game kind of was decided in that same time span. You know, the, at the third quarter, the Bearcats come out and they hold on to the ball for like – almost 10 minutes uh, worth of game clock. Uh, they put together like a 17-play, 80-yard drive, something like that, and just milk the clock And something that Big Ten fans would have had to have just been, I don't know, just slobbering over, just drooling, looking at this methodical, just almost maniacal drive that the, the Bearcats put together to start off the third quarter uh, and like they said on the broadcast on ABC, when it started, it was it was daylight outside. Sun was shining. And by the time that they kicked that field goal to end the drive, nippered lights were on. It was too dark to see without them. So very crazy way to kick off the third quarter there. Uh, you know what it was like? It was like in that scene from uh, Talladega Nights when Ricky Bobby crashes the car and f the broadcast cuts away from the the wreckage because the wreck is taking so long and they cut to like an applebee's commercial and then they cut back and they say welcome back this crash is still happening that's basically what that drive was like in the third quarter what are you going to do though they held the ball didn't let houston really get the get the anything rolling in the in the second half ritter scores uh, again there uh what is that, early fourth quarter, makes it 38-10, and then the, the backups come in. So, third week in a row, uh, supposed high-power offense gets beat down by the Bearcats and the Black Cats there on defense. 
even with some of the injuries starting to pile up. We saw James Wiggins uh, leave the game and come back in, in his uh, track suit. Uh, that's never a good sign. Uh, Arquan Bush is out, uh, another you know big name on the, the defensive side of the ball. And on offense, you got Bruno LaBelle and Charles McClellan uh, all out. So this is sort of the fickle talks about the you know the starters, the 1A, 1B. Uh, they're playing tons of guys on defense. Something to watch out for uh, as we go ahead and, and go forward. And, of course, you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch, but coming into a uh, sort of a soft opponent this week with ECU probably doesn't hurt things to let some of those guys, uh, you know, shouldn't miss them too much. Give them some time off, time to heal before we have another supposed high-power offense uh, that the defense goes up against. Uh, that being UCF in two weeks. For now, we got the Pirates on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN2, although I think I did see that it could be moved to ABC. Uh, not for sure on that yet, though. Right now, 7.30 ESPN2. The Pirates are 1-5 with their sole win over USF. Uh, they also hold a 49-29 loss to Georgia State. Uh if you're going to look out for some people, I, I highlighted uh, some of their leading uh, stat catchers here. Their uh, QB one, Holton Ehlers. He is uh, he's thrown 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. He has numbers probably comparable to Ritter. Uh, if you look into those, uh, nothing outstanding. Uh, anywhere you look, though. Uh, running back, uh, Ra uh, Raji Harris, leading rusher. He has 475 yards, three TDs. Wide receiver, Blake, Blake Prohl. He has 395 yards, two TDs. And then you have a, a linebacker, Xavier Smith, that's leading him with 52 tackles. And a defensive back, Warren Saba, who has two interceptions. Uh, look out for those guys on Saturday to see if they can't uh, make this a little bit competitive. My prediction for this game I was hoping, and I'm really still hoping for a shutout on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if we'll get it. I will give uh, the Pirates some benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to go 42 to six Bearcats on this one. That's the official prediction. We'll see uh, if I can't get a little closer this week. Even though I was decently close last week as well. Uh, so, episode of this podcast is. Trouble problems after beating Houston problems after beating Houston and I mean Always better to win keep on winning never have a problem with that uh, the problems come in the uh, The playoff watch the rankings. I know the rankings don't really mean too much until the playoff or the, yeah the uh, the playoff rankings come out in a couple weeks, but Cincinnati wins by 28 we slide down a spot and uh, not, you know, just a hold par for the course for the conference. SMU won this past Saturday, and they moved down a spot. Uh, you have now Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, Texas A&M, and Florida ahead of us. Bearcats checking in at number seven with BYU, Miami, Florida, and Indiana right behind us to round out the top ten. Uh, Texas A&M. Uh, they beat Florida. I think that's their signature win so far. 
I do have a. I'm pretty sure they have a, a pretty. Uh, whoever they beat this past Saturday, I haven't even looked, but I know it was not a good team. How they jumped us, not a really big fan of that at all. Texas A&M, I'm not really sure what they've done to to earn that number five ranking, other than just being in the SEC. Uh, this year so far, they they beat Vanderbilt, 17 to 12. That's not impressive. They lost to Alabama, 52 to 24. They have beaten Florida, barely, 41 to 38, and they beat a god awful Mississippi State team, 28 to 14, this uh, a couple weeks ago. They beat a bad Arkansas team, 42 to 31, and this past Saturday they beat a terrible South Carolina team, 48 to 3. I don't know about all that. They have Tennessee up this week. Probably another win for the Aggies there, unless the Vols can get it together. Even though Texas A&M, Florida, and Cincinnati, we were all very close in the amount of points that we got. Uh, something like 13 points separate all three of us. So we'll see if we can get some movement here. If we uh, if we dominate the Pirates, make them walk the blank this weekend. Keep this one short. Well, I kept this one short. Going to be definitely less than 20 minutes here. Look uh, forward this Thursday to uh, talking with Terry Nelson about the basketball preview, see what he has uh, in store for us, see what he thinks we can expect uh, out of the Bearcats this basketball season. Remember, we're I think we are picked fourth by the coaches uh, on media day. Uh, we'll talk to Terry about that. We'll talk to him about uh, you know what he thinks of Coach Brandon. Uh, and what he expects to, uh, you know, for each returning and new player to contribute this year. So, uh, looking forward to a good conversation with him. Be sure to check that out when that comes out on Thursday. Uh, subscribe, like, all that social media jazz. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, anything else. Let us know what if you have any ideas for the show, or uh, or let us know where you're listening from. Cheers, and go Bearcats.